You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long, with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Profit Podcast. How is it going? Tuesday, August 16th. School is about to start, actually. So excited for that. This is actually the last podcast at least for a very long time, in the, the, the original Profit Studio basement setup in this little closet that I've called home for almost three, four years now of doing this podcast. Uh, tomorrow morning, I move into my first ever apartment, no longer in a dorm apartment, so that should be, should be interesting. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I actually find... I make a lot more content, a lot more podcasts during the school season. Not just because football is going, but when you're working nine to five, your whole day is blocked off. Your whole day. But when you're doing classes, I think I'm at 19 credit hours, but still, you have these chunks of the day, these three-hour gaps randomly, where you got nothing to do unless you're doing homework. But but it's really easy to just sit down, record a quick thing, record 10 videos in a row, upload them put them in the drafts, whatnot. It's a lot easier to just crank content out during the school season, school year, <laughs> football football season during the school year. So excited for that. The Profit Approved podcast is probably the end of this week. Probably Saturday is what I'm thinking now. I was going to do it this week, but I, I had to hold off. There were a couple players that I had on the list that I have recently faded on, and I'm I'm thinking no. And that's really what I wanted to talk about in this podcast was kind of some some specific players and situations. A lot of people are doing rankings right now, tier list. I'm just going to talk about like three very specific things that I want to address. The first one is that Alec Pierce, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. So Michael Pittman was actually profit approved. He was on the list and I took him off the more that I've been watching Alec Pierce uh, not just like preseason stuff, but just his training camp, the more college film I watch of him, the more I am very high and very, not very high, very high on and sure that Alec Pierce, he might not be a great fantasy football option this year just because there probably won't be an exorbitant amount of volume for Matt Ryan to go around all the receivers. But I think that he will be relevant enough that Michael Pittman is not a breakout. I really loved Michael Pittman 
you all know I've really liked him for a long time. He really reminds me of kind of young Michael Thomas, just his play style, his body. I don't think he's going to have that massive breakout, though. And I talked about it a little while ago. I really love him because Matt Ryan, we talked about how underrated Matt Ryan is as a, as a passer. But the thing that I wasn't accounting for is how good that I, I now think Alec Pierce will be. Alec Pierce is massive. He's fast. And he is an incredible route runner. Um, let me pull up his draft uh, combine, like his body stats. They're pretty ridiculous. So Alec Pierce is 6'4". He runs a 4.3, and he has great hands. Those, those metrics, paired with what we've seen from him already very early on, I know you can't put the horse in front of the wagon. You know, we, we've, we've had one week of preseason, but just based on training camp reports, I think he's going to be relevant. I'm not even saying draft him. I, I think you should, but I'm not saying he's going to be startable in fantasy football this season. I think there will be weeks where he is. I just think he's going to be that tier of relevant and good enough in real life that he makes Michael Pittman not great in fantasy football. Pittman will still be fine. A wide receiver too. But this ascension to wide receiver one, don't think it's going to happen anymore. So Michael Pittman was on the profit approved list. He is no longer on the profit approved list. The other player that I want to quickly discuss, and this I'm going to try to keep this podcast a little shorter because there are not a ton of players being discussed, so if you're not into these specific players, it doesn't take you an hour and a half. Anyways, the other player is Damian Pierce, rookie running back out of Florida for the Houston Texans. Five carries and 49 yards against the Saints in the preseason debut. All right, he has juice. He has juice. If you watch him, even at Florida, I always thought he was pretty good. I don't know why he, he really went underrated in the whole draft process. But I remember watching him against Kentucky saying, this guy, this guy's good. But when I watched that preseason game, he just passed the eye test. That's what it was. And you can't get too deep into the advanced metrics of preseason. The sample sizes are so small. I mean, five carries. So when you're watching preseason, what you have to do is, who passes the eye test? Who just looks like a legit NFL starter? And he did. Damian Pierce did look like a legit running back in the NFL. A lot of people don't like the situation, though. And I can't really blame you, but but allow me to make a case for you. Davis Mills is not as bad as people think. Davis Mills was arguably the best rookie quarterback last season. All right? Trevor Lawrence busted. Justin Fields did nothing. Trey Lance didn't start. Trevor Lawrence, like we said, yeah, he, he really was... Pretty good. Mac Jones, I guess. It's hard to say such a better situation. He didn't really do much. But Davis Mills looked pretty good. Uh, and I have confidence that Davis Mills, not that he's going to be a superstar, but is going to be good enough that this offense isn't the cesspool that we had been expecting. The cesspool is going to be the Chicago Bears. If you look at an offense and say everything's going to stink, it's the Chicago Bears. It's not the Texans. I think the Texans will put up some yards and put up some points. I think they're capable. I think they have the weapons that they can they can kind of get it done this season. And Damian Pierce is going to be the RB1. And this is where I said earlier it's going to be a very specific podcast. I'm going to make a very specific prediction right now. Week 7 breakout for Damian Pierce. 
I think you should draft Damian Pierce. He's going late enough. He's going pretty much undrafted, although it's going to shoot up with preseason. But he's pretty much free right now. There's still Marlon Mack, a couple other names ahead of him. The other names, though, mm, they're not good. They're not good. Mack, Marlon Mack, I, I don't think is going to hold off Damian Pierce. Now, there's money invested, and, and maybe they'll be loyal to a veteran, and they'll start him, and it'll be a timeshare, and it'll be gross. And that's where I'm coming from this very specific week seven. I think that they will go with this timeshare, giving everyone, going the hot hand approach, whatnot, for the start of the season. But if anything happens, the second Marlon Mack tweaks his ankle, something happens to someone else, or Damian Pierce breaks, uh, breaks out and has a 60-yard touchdown run, he will be the starter. There's no way that the Texans will not make him a premiered feature back on this offense. So I'm saying draft Damian Pierce and then also try to buy low on him because I don't think the breakout is going to be intimate. I think it's going to be mid-season, probably around maybe Thanksgiving, maybe like the Antonio Gibson breakout Thanksgiving game. Can we get another of those? But I think that Damian Pierce is going to win leagues, but not immediately. And that's where people are going to hype him up. Then people are going to call him a bust because he's not going to be this featured bell cow that you had hoped. And that's where you buy low and stash him for the breakout. But I, I can guarantee right now a breakout's going to happen. You can just watch him and go, the breakout is going to come. Another player I want to discuss a little bit, George Pickens. George Pickens looked fantastic in preseason. I mean, excellent, excellent toe-tapping touchdown grab but I think people are getting a little a little bit carried away a little bit carried away we have this idea that he's going to be the wide receiver one I don't think it's going to happen this season Deontay Johnson is still there Jace Claypool like it or not is still there and we know they want to run the ball a lot with Najee Harris so I don't think the volume exists for George Pickens to ha- to be much more than a streaky wide receiver three in fantasy football. I don't think the volume will exist. The talent is there. And in dynasty leagues, keeper leagues, I love George Pickens. But in redraft leagues, I'm telling you, hold off a little bit, pump the brakes. Remember Marquez Callaway? Wide receivers can break out preseason. It's not about the talent. It's about the volume in the real season. So pump the brakes on George Pickens. I am in no way denying the talent, the the athletic ability. What I saw is the same thing you saw, and that was a darn good wide receiver. I'm just saying I don't think the volume with Deontay Johnson being the target hog he is. Najee Harris, people keep preaching to me that he's not going to see a decrease in volume. So if we don't have the Najee Harris decrease in volume, and Deontay Johnson is going to get his, Claypool will do his, his little bit of things. We also all like Pat Fryermuth, right? Right? I don't think it exists enough Mitch Trubisky volume for Pickens to really be relevant, at least early on in the season. And it's kind of sad because I think he could be a superstar given the chance. And I think he'll get the chance. I just don't think you should draft him. I don't think it's it's worth the price that he will rise to. Other preseason notes, full, full, full believer in Travis Etienne, the way he was utilized, that's what we wanted to see. Um, he, he didn't do much, but like I said, you, you, don't, you don't do much with the stats and analytics of preseason, such a small sample size. But how he was used, just he was out there catching balls, running, he had a couple plays where you just really saw that, that, that the juice, that's, that's the word for it, that, that electric 
ability to create something out of nothing. That's what Travis Etienne has that James Robinson doesn't have. And that's the reason I think Travis Etienne is still going to win leagues. And people are fading him. People are fading him. Can you believe that? I've been preaching Travis Etienne for two years now. We missed out last season with the injury. But as soon as we hit the offseason, I've been preaching Travis Etienne, Travis Etienne. And he's stayed low, fourth, fifth round. He's fading now. People are, are lower on him than they were a month and a half ago. And it doesn't make sense. Everything is pointing to Travis Etienne being the, the leader in runs and possibly the leading receiver on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't care if the offense is bad. You have that type of volume as a pass catcher, as a running back, you're going to be a fantasy superstar. It's just how the game works, okay? It's just how the game works. All right. I don't think there were any other... Oh, yeah, yes, there was one more. Uh, two more, actually, now that I think about it. They're on the same team. They're kind of stuck in my mind together. The two others that I wanted to talk about were Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams. I'm seeing people... People are fading Javante a little bit second rounder now because Melvin Gordon's back. And I get it. Melvin Gordon is a capable running back. But I want to tell you something. If anything happens to Melvin Gordon, anything, if the production goes down from where it was last year, if he hurts his leg, like he's kind of had troubles in, pre, uh, in, in training camp so far, I don't think this offense is going to hesitate to make Javante the guy. Just full-on the guy. 70-30, 80-20 workload split. So you're drafting Javante Williams right now where he's being drafted at his floor, I think. I think his floor is RB8, RB9, and he splits a lot of work with Melvin Gordon. That's where he's being drafted. People are not seeing the ceiling. If something happens to Melvin Gordon, if I were to say Melvin Gordon is no longer on the offense, what is where are you taking Javante Williams? I think it would be Jonathan Taylor. I think it would be Christian McCaffrey. And then I think the next running back would be Javante Williams. You can make a case that you should take Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup in between. But the next running back, I, I would have him as the RB3 if Melvin Gordon's not there. So that type of upside, when there's a veteran who's had some injury troubles, who has a chance of slowing down a bit, I am so all in on Javante Williams. And it's someone that I hadn't been the past month or so. I've been feeling a little icky about. But the more that I think, the more that I watch, I'm just saying that he's, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. I don't really fully believe that Melvin Gordon is going to hold him up. It's kind of like how I even said at the time, Marlon Mack is going to keep, is going to keep, um, uh, is going to keep Jonathan Taylor from breaking out. And it, the second something happened to Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor was the RB1. That's how it worked. I think we could have a similar setup. We do have a similar setup. So not that you're preying on Melvin Gordon's downfall, but what are the odds that Melvin Gordon keeps averaging, you know, four, 4.5 yards a carry and stays healthy this whole season? I don't think they're high. I don't think they're high. The draft capital is in Javante. This offense is going to be good. I think Javante is going to break out big time. And then the other player on this team, I'm just going to reiterate right now, Cortland Sutton is going to be the wide receiver one. He's going to be the wide receiver one. Jerry Judy has not shown much of anything. 
I say, you say, oh, the quarterback's been bad. Yeah, the quarterback has been bad, but Sutton has had the same bad quarterback and he's outproduced him. A lot of other players have produced with bad quarterbacks. Darnell Mooney outproduced him. Jerry Judy has not done anything. Just because the quarterback changes doesn't mean that I'm all in on him. And I think Cortland Sutton is going to be the favorite target. And I think that Jerry Judy is going to disappoint massively. Should you still draft Jerry Judy? Is he bad? No, he's not bad. And with Patrick's absence, yeah, he's he's going to see more targets, more deep stuff. But we can't pretend that Jerry Judy has done something when he hasn't. That's all I'm trying to say. We can't kind of pretend that he's been relevant. He has not been relevant. Last season, his highest scoring game was 13 points, week one. Came back after the injury, didn't top 13 points again. 7, 12, 10, 4, 11, 9, 0, 9, 5. That's PPR. That's not, that's not promising. Oh, was, 2020 was great, right? Huh? Not really. He had, he had won two good games. He had two good games, and one was you know when the season was over, week 17. He's had two good fantasy football games. Two, okay? That, that is not enough for me to say he's going to beat out Cortland Sutton as, as the favorite target. Cortland Sutton last year, 24 points in week two. 25 points in week five, 23 points in week six, okay? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm getting at? In 2019, 19 points week one, 13, 24, 19, 14, 17, 18, 3, 23, 8, 11. Corlin Sutton has been the better wide receiver. He has. I don't think that just changes with a better quarterback. I think Jerry Judy will get better and be a wide receiver too. I think Corlin Sutton will get better and be a bona fide top 10 wide receiver. Speaking of uh, Cortland Sutton, new prize picks giveaway is a Cortland Sutton autographed mini helmet. I am pumped about this one. It's already been shipped. It's coming to me. I'll be able to show it on TikTok soon. So if you want to win that, go download prize picks using promo code PROFIT and make your initial deposit and play. I would not recommend placing uh, prop bets on on preseason. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. It it leads to agony. What I recommend right now is doing the, the futures where you bet on on rookies or young players season totals. One that I really love is Chris Olave at 725 total receiving yards. I think he smashes that. Najee Harris, I think, was at 1,200 rushing yards. I think he goes a little under that. So those are the type of bets that I love doing on Price Picks this time of year. But when you download Price Picks using that promo code Profit, you're automatically entered for the Cortland Sutton autographed mini helmet. And don't forget, we're also giving away another Josh Allen 9.5 graded. Prism, or, or or is it Prism? Where did it go? <laughs> uh, select. It's Select. Panini Select card. Worth a lot of money. So some good giveaways coming up. Make sure you enter soon. Uh, we'll give away a Terry McLaurin card week one as well. It's an autographed Rookie Notables 9-mint card. We're giving that away week one. I know you all love Terry. I don't love him fantasy this year, but I still love Terry. I still love Terry. Uh, without further ado, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Profit Podcast. I thought it was a pretty fun one. I think it's it's pretty informative where my head is right now with some of these players after a week of preseason, after train camp reports. And I will see you in a few days. 
And then I'll see you this weekend for the, the Profit Approved Podcast. So tell your friends, call your grandma, call your attorney, let everyone know the Profit Approved Podcast this Saturday. See you next time.